Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Hi everyone, Pastor Jeff Woodward here from Metro Church and welcome again to a fabulous My Story. I've never tired of hearing the incredible things that God is doing in and through the lives of people in this great church. And I know that this one is going to inspire so many of you as well. I think lots of you are going to be amazed at the opportunities that exist for every one of us to be able to, I guess, follow in the in the words of Jesus and to do some of the simple things and yet some of the most profound things. So I want to thank you for being a part of it. I'll introduce my special guest and special guests in just a few moments time. But before we do that, I really want to say again a great thank you to everyone who continues to be faithful in your giving towards God and towards His Kingdom. As I say every single time, I never want to just gloss over that or take it for granted. Here at Metro, we're very intentional about our giving. We believe that it honours God. We believe that it fulfils His vision. And we believe that it brings a great reward from heaven around about our life. And so... For this moment, even though I know for most of us, like for Rhonda and myself, our giving is automatic, it's done electronically. But at this point, we bring our faith to bear and we say, God, I'm going to pray that your blessing will be over my life and over my family. Never forget, if you're a mum or a dad, that the blessing's not just for you personally, uh, it goes over your entire family. So come on, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the generosity of your people. We thank you for all the promises so many of them in your word that tell us that you're no man's debtor, that you're the one who blesses, that you're a great, generous, giving God. We thank you for your blessing. I pray it'll be seen over every one of our homes and our lives and our families in every way, not just financially, but in our soul, Lord, in our heart, in our relationships, in our love for you. I pray, Holy Spirit, would you take our giving right now and use it for your glory in a mighty way in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, by the way, don't forget, uh, if you're uh, a part of this service on the 14th, then next Sunday morning is going to be communion service right here at Metro. And, you know, if you're on- online, maybe, but you could come, why don't you come on that Sunday and celebrate together with us? It'll be a fantastic morning for sure. At night, uh, we have what we call Metro Life, which I've been to every single one of these and what an absolute joy they are. Every time I'm at a Metro Life dinner, I'm learning more about people's lives and in some way or other, it seems to strengthen the bonds. I guess part of it is that you begin to realise you're never alone. There's a lot of great, godly, wonderful people that are there that really want to be a part of strengthening and helping you. So that's coming up on uh, the 21st. Of course, it's on. It's in our homes, so there's no service here in the building, and that'll be just great. But let me read to you a fantastic passage as I introduce to you uh, the topic of our My Story for this month. And you'll know these words because they're very well known, but this is out of Matthew's Gospel, chapter 25, and it's speaking about the end when God gathers all the nations of the earth, all the people, I get to stand before God and it says this, then the King, capital K for Jesus, will say to those on his right hand, come you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And then he begins to talk about 
why he's giving this great blessing to the people gathered in front of him. He says this, For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And then all these righteous people are going to answer him saying, Lord, we don't remember seeing you hungry. We don't remember seeing you sick. We don't remember you in need of clothing or being in prison. You know, when did that happen? And the king responds to them and says this, inasmuch as you've done it under one of these, the least of these, my brethren, you've done it under me. I think nothing carries the whole idea and the heart and the passion of the ministry here at Metro we call HOPE. Stands for helping out people everywhere. And now in our 30th year of this fantastic ministry, it's my joy to welcome our very special guest, none other than the mighty Amanda Ellaby. Hi, Amanda. Hello. <laughs> Great to have you with us. Thank you for not only, can I say on behalf of the whole church, first of all, we, we love seeing you lead worship and all the other wonderful things you do. But I think if there's one thing that is so close to the heart of God, I want to say thank you to you for the way you have led hope over the last several years. I think it's been one of the highlights to go, as I do almost every week into hope and to see the environment and the way that it is such a blessing to people. It's more than giving someone stuff. It's more than giving them clothing or food or help or connections or whatever. It's really that down there you begin to really feel something of, you know, the heart of Jesus, I think. And uh, I know that's easy words to say, but I, I mean every one of them. But so tell me, you, you're in the long line of leaders we've had in that ministry over the years. What, what was it that you kind of drew you to hope? What, why, how did you start? Okay, how I started at Serving hope. at hope, yeah. Okay, well, I, I've been a social worker for a long time. Right. Um, probably, I don't know how long, <laughs> about 18 years, I think, wow. I've been a social worker. Um, and uh, I had things happen in my life, um, which I guess like led to me coming to hope. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you started serving there, that you weren't coming looking for a job or anything else. You just go, I've got some time. Yeah. And I'm going to volunteer. That's how you started, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. So originally I started off as a volunteer um, okay. in the February of 2018. Oh, wow. Um, the previous year, um, some things happened. Mm. Um, so I lost both my parents in the same year. Mm. Um, and I was at a point in my life where um, I, I left, left the job that I was in and I, and I didn't need to work financially. I was oh. in, a, in a position where I was able to sort of take some time off and go, what mm. does God really want me to do? Um, it was a part of the whole thing, that idea of going, I can either sit at home and just hope God reveals something, <laughs> or maybe I'll find it better if I actually go and help somebody else. Was that a part of your thinking? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I think just sitting around and waiting for the answer isn't really realistic and God calls us to act. Yeah, well. um, and so I, did, I tried a few things and I, I spent a lot of time in prayer and um, just seeking God about you know, yeah, what right. was the next step for me. But it wasn't like, um, yeah, it wasn't like I wasn't looking for work mm. to work. I was, I was looking for work for per like 
for purpose? Like, what was my purpose? I think that's that's incredibly important point because so many people go, well, I'm praying. And whenever I've had someone say to me, I don't know what God wants for my life or I don't have a job or I'm looking for it, I always say to them, come serve in hope. Uh, a, you're going to be a blessing to people. Yeah. But B, you know, there's a verse somewhere or other, it says, I being in the way, the Lord led me. In other words, we often find the will of God not by waiting, but by actually doing something yeah. to help other people. Yeah. Can I ask you too, though, about the social work thing? Mm. What what draws someone to social work? Why do you, why did you want to study that? Okay, so I guess um, that goes back to when I first became a Christian. So when I first oh. became a Christian, uh, my life was going in a very different direction to what it is now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I spent some years, you know, dabbling in things in the world, um, all the things that mm. I guess are no good for us. <laughs> and um, and uh, I was actually studying law when I first oh, really? um, became a Christian. Wow. Um, but it wasn't really, I, I found out quite early on in that degree that I wasn't interested, like it wasn't where my interest lied. And um, uh, when I finally, when God found me, I guess, because <laughs> um, he really did find me. Yeah, right. Um, uh, it was interesting because I knew that like what I was currently studying wasn't what I wanted to do, but I didn't know what I did want to do. Right. Um, but uh, it was like, people were just drawn to me. People, like I'd, I'm quite a quiet person. Mm. <laughs> I'm an introvert and like, um, but when I first gave my life to God. I think that's so funny. When you <laughs> obviously. Th- you consider all the, you know, what was it last year? Almost 10,000 people have come through the doors of hope in some way or other. And here's an introvert. I'm fascinated with all this because I remember back to the, my story we did with Peter and Lynette gone and one of the, really uh, standout things for me was seeing how someone's pain in their past, God had actually taken and was now using it for a great and a, and a godly purpose. And it sounds yeah. to me a bit like that's a part of your story as well, that the painful things of maybe childhood or young adulthood or whatever, and then you find Christ and he doesn't go, let's shut the door and forget about all that stuff. It's almost like he goes, no, let me use that. I'll harness that up. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah, so um, I guess, yeah, when I first started um, going to church and um, beginning my journey with God, um, people were drawn to me, people who were mm. broken. And um, I would spend time walking around the city, which sounds really weird. <laughs> when I was meant to be at uni, I would spend time walking <laughs> around the city and just, just praying and going, God, what do you want me to do today? And lead me to people wow. that need Wow. need someone to talk to. And I would come across people like in the street, broken people who would just come up to me, like just for no reason. Were you really <laughs> kind of frightened? Because it's not like you're a you know, big, mm. tough, strong thing, were you? I had lots of fear that yeah. over years um, I had to, I guess, break off. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, I was afraid. So of- I would never know that about <laughs> you because I've seen you operate so often leading hope and there's a big team of people, mm. which we'll see a bit later on and hear from. But... Yeah, because I think one of the big things for people who consider serving in hope is they're a bit frightened. Yeah. What did you do to deal with your fear? Uh, Well, how I deal with fear is by doing it anyway. (laughs) So even though I'm afraid, like I'm afraid right now, um, (laughs) but I do it anyway because you're not going to overcome fear by shying away from it. Yeah, right. Um, So I think... Um, the more that you do something that you're not so comfortable with, 
the more comfortable you become. Wow. And that's definitely the case for me working with people of all kinds of different people, wow. um, just by experiencing, um, having like just by experiencing them and also just by, also by hearing, like by taking the time to listen to their stories, mm -hmm. you get to understand mm -hmm. um, where they're coming from and why they are the way they are. And you can have, um, you know, more compassion um, once you take That's the time. an important thing though that you're just saying because it's one thing to pity people, you know, and to go, when we did the one on Transform with uh, Kim Nang, you know, I, I said to her, we, whenever I go to Cambodia, I thank the parents. And someone go, why are you thanking them? I go, well, because it's a privilege to help people. It's not a, I've made it and you poor things you need my help. It's mm. the opposite of that. Definitely. That we get a privilege of serving people that Jesus loves. Yes. And that he cares about. And he has never written off anybody. He never says about anyone coming into hope, no matter how tough their life might have been. He never says, well, you're, you're too far gone for me. Mm. And I think a lot of us know what it's like to have experienced the great mercy of God. And yeah. his great, you know, well, the Bible says we're all sinners. Mm. And when you accept that and receive that, it makes it a lot easier to have compassion on other people and to go, yes. okay, that what they need most is someone to say, here's mercy and grace. Mm. Yeah. 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 One of the things I love about um, what we do at Hope and what I do in, in the work that I've always done is that I get the opportunity and the privilege to hold hope for people that don't have hope for themselves. Mm. And that's, I guess that's the essence of hope. Um, mm. And that's why it's called hope. Um, but also, um, like we're, we're all called to love mm -hmm. and to love people just as they are because he loves us and, mm -hmm. you know, we're not perfect and, you know, there's no difference between me and the person that walks through the, through the door at Hope. Um, Does it require um, a special kind of person, though, to serve in Hope or to volunteer in Hope? You know, do you have to have a certain kind of personality or a, you know, holy aura? <laughs> <laughs> No, definitely not. No. <laughs> no. One, of the things I mean, I lo one of the things I love about your team is that they're all very different. Yes. You know, you don't get it. And that's what makes it a team because yeah. we are different and we bring different things, yeah. different personalities, different gifts. And I think, yeah, we wouldn't be a team without that. If we we're all the same, <laughs> that'd be a pretty yeah. boring team. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, it's, I think it's great. And But the one thing that motivates everybody, it seems to me, uh, is a genuine desire to say, I just want to help people. I said to someone just this morning, you know, loving God means loving people. It's impossible to say I love God, but then to not love people. Hmm. And whoever it is that you get to love, not everyone's going to be called into the ministry of hope, but I'm hoping lots of people will. Maybe right now would be a good moment for us to hear from some of your team in hope as to what it is about hope that they love. Yep. And why is it that they are serving in this space? So let's do that now and hear from the team. It'd be great. Hey, uh, I'm here with some of the great team from Hope and wonderful to have so many of you here. Thank you so much. I wasn't sure where I might just get two or three, but look at you all. And by the way, magnificent happy birthday to Lorraine today. <laughs> She's 42, I think, today. <laughs> and uh, great to happy birthday to Lorraine. Thank you. So well done. Thank you for all that you're doing. There is probably, well, I love all the ministries of Metro, but one of the ones that's closest to my heart really is the Ministry of Hope. I just think the, the dignity, the joy, and the hope. It's why we called it hope. 
uh, that you give to people is so phenomenal. So I just want to ask a couple of you some questions as to what is it that you love about hope? Why? Maybe Nari, I'll start with you. Is that all right? What do you love about hope? Why do you serve there? Um, I like uh, interacting w with people and being able to see people and, um, yeah, just serving them, yeah. encouraging them, being there for them. It's very rewarding, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Vanya, yeah. you've been serving in Hope now for a couple of years, huh? Only a few years, yes. And the smell of your magnificent food <laughs> walks up to my office every Tuesday and Friday. What is it that got you, because you work as well outside of here, what is it that got you to start serving in Hope? Um, well, the person who got me to serve in Hope was Kevin, <laughs> and he's been there for a while. Yeah. And he invited me um, after I retired from teaching, and my mother had passed, and I had so much time on my hand, he said, yeah. why don't you come and work in Hope, because yeah. we need someone. And that, consequently, that's how I came to be in the team. Mm. And from there, it's been a privilege to be able to serve people. And it's something that Kevin and I have done a in our past a long time ago but this way we're actually intera interacting with people who need God's word who need God's love who need some comfort and by simply giving them something to eat giving them a warm welcome it um, welcomes them into a place that's safe mm. and hopefully through that interaction that they may come to, to know God as well yeah. so that's probably why I people, do it if I can ask a lot of people I think are a bit scared of serving in somewhere like Hope. I think they think that people that might be homeless or might be socially isolated are scary. But you just said there about giving them a warm welcome. It's marvellous how that changes the atmosphere down there. And so I've got it in there. It's not that scary, is it? Well, originally when I started out, I thought, how am I going to fit in? Do I really belong here? <laughs> and in its own way... Um, you get to learn to adjust to those people mm. and not take it personally if they say something to you because they have big issues in their life. Mm. So you comfort them, you listen, mm. and sometimes that's all they need, someone to listen to. Then they calm down and they sort of become, um, say, uh, people who come regularly to us now. Yeah, right. So it's wonderful. I'll never forget being down there a little while ago and Amanda, and I'm not sure who else, was doing makeup on a lady. Mm -hmm. And this lady, I don't think it had anything like that done for her for a long, long time. And she, I'll never forget it. She looked up at me almost like a little child does, so pleased, pleased with herself, but just so thrilled that someone had done this mm. for her. And I, 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 I think, you know, what a gift. Yes. It wasn't anything she needed, it wasn't paying her rent, wasn't giving her food, but it gave her something more special, which I think Hope does a great job of, is giving people a sense of value yes, again and yes. dignity again. Yes. Lorraine, is that what you find in Hope? Is that what works? Absolutely. Um, the first thing I knew about Hope was when I was volunteering at Threads, and oh. as we know, the proceeds from Threads supports mm. Hope. And different um, people who had been down to Hope would come through the shop and um, just share with me different things and, and how they found valued mm. as a person down there. Right. And it was a safe place. And then, because I did that for four years, and then after four years I had more time. 
and I thought I'd like to move on and do something different, so I volunteered at Hope. Oh, wow. Thank you to Amanda for having me. <laughs> and um, it, it's such a rewarding um, Tuesday to come and um, just interact with people yeah. and, and know that at least one day a week, well, two days because we mm. do Fridays mm. as well, they, they can come, it's safe, they're nurtured, their basic needs are met, they're fed, mm. you know, they can have a shower, mm. they can absolutely refresh mm. down there. Mm. And, and when you're feeling good about yourself, mm. well, then you're more open to mm. other things, yes. to I, hear I, other things. I think you've hit a good point there, though, too, because it's not just like a drop-in set, a touchy-feely mm. and, no. you know, we want to make you feel loved. There's very practical stuff mm. that happens down there. I know Alice and other ones. You've, I've seen uh, Francis a few times helping people with the web and finding... Mm you know, resources for them. Um, how, can I ask one of the guys here, Francis, yeah. how is that for you? You're volunteering there and studying and you've got a busy life. What about is it in the hope that has drawn you and keeps you coming back? Oh, well, it's the people we get to connect with and uh, that interaction with people and seeing that you are assisting someone and someone is happy with the service that they get yeah. and the team really because we are a very good team at what we so that brings me back yes mm. i think that's one of the other great things about hope is that you are a team yes. Mm. Yes. you know what i mean like robert has been with hope for how long now oh. 30 years that's 30 30 years goodness <laughs> gracious me i know that if i can just ask one more and that's sandy because sandy you had a very massive uh, car accident and there was a lot of fallout of that for yeah. your life but I noticed after that you started coming into hope yeah <laughs> was that a part of helping you recover and come out of it was that part of the thing it was more that I had time you know okay. so, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know I was recovering and couldn't work full-time anymore right. so I thought well hope needs more people I will come down there and see what I can do and then that led yeah. on to other things down in Hope, oh. running different courses and things like wow. that for people. Yeah. Would you call yourself a courageous person? No. <laughs> I didn't think you would say that. And and that's one of the things I love is that you don't have to be someone with all the answers. The truth is half the time, yeah. most of us don't. No. All we have is the ability to be able to say, we care about you. Yes. Can we do something for you? Yes. And you've now written a book on mental health which I know is now available in Hope yeah. and I'm trying to push to get it published because I think it's a massive help to so many people. Can I just finally ask you about that with mental health because so many of the people that come to Hope, not all of them, but some of them have got mental health issues. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that a big part of what Hope does for people is giving them, yeah. as I spoke about this morning, filling the tank? Definitely, definitely. And that's why we do the Operation Christmas Child each year okay. because if you get to participate and give back, then it fills your own tank as well. Wow. You're, you're not just getting help, you're actually giving and Quite that makes good. you get self-worth. Mm -hmm. So we're all involved in, in building them up so that they feel stronger in themselves yeah. to be able to live a better life. That's amazing. Yeah. Wonderful. Good job, everyone. Thank you so much. Well, that was amazing. And I love hearing those kind of stories and the way people are, uh, I guess, letting God use them. What do you think are the biggest misconceptions people have about a ministry like Hope? 
Um, I guess uh, one of the things that um, I get a lot from people when they first come to see Hope, um, as I guess from team like coming in right. for the first time, is that they thought that Hope was just like a soup kitchen where we just right. handed out food and, and that was it. Yeah, right. Or we just handed out, yeah, like food hampers as well. Right. Um, and that's, I mean, that is practically what we do, but that is the, um, that is, there's so much more to what mm. we do than that. Oh, so what we, the, the, the heart of what we do is about the connection, connecting with people mm. and welcoming them and creating um, like community and family amongst um, the people that come to us and um, wow. the food and the, um, you know, whatever we do practically mm. is just part of, is just like the means for that. There's a very practical aspect to all of it though, uh, as well with Hope. It's not just a matter of, you know, a cup of tea and a shoulder to cry on. Mm. I know that there are things like you give away toiletries and there are assistance for clothing and there's uh, all kinds of financial mm. counselling that's involved. Mm -hmm. I remember being down there one day when one of you, and I'm not sure whether it was you or one of the team, there was a man who had, he just didn't know how to access computers yeah. and some of the assistance that was available to him. And some from the team sat him down because there's a computer terminal and said, this is what you do. <coughs> And that was one of the biggest things for that guy. Yeah. Um, but then I saw another lady, I think you were helping her actually, and it might have been a special project. You were uh, giving her like a makeover kind of a thing. Do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I've never forgotten the look on that lady's face. It was absolutely mm. beautiful as she sat there and she looked up at me and I thought, I kind of got the impression it'd been a long while since someone told her how good she looked. Mm. And she did, you'd really done her up beautifully. And I guess that's probably the other part that I love about Hope is that we're not just giving people the practical stuff. You're really doing what you just said a minute ago. We want to give people hope, mm -hmm. not just hope of heaven when you die, but a hope of a life here that can be different. Yes. And for so many of these people, there's been no hope, hasn't there? Mm. Mm. Yes, I think for a lot of people that come to us, they they can't see past their current circumstance. Mm. It's too too much to even think about, you know, beyond today. Mm. Wow. Um, and so for us to be able to give them a hope for tomorrow, which is part of our mission statement, mm. um, help for today, hope for tomorrow. What frustrates you the most about hope? What frustrates me about mm. hope? What are the things you go, I wish I could fix that. I wish I had the resources for that. It's frustrating to be limited. Is there anything like that that you think of? Hmm. Question without notice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it goes back to the misconceptions about right. people. And actually what frustrates me most is when people, um, people judge the types yeah. of people that are coming in. Um, yep. It's not so much about resources or anything like that. It really is that um, the, frustra the frustration is dealing with people sometimes. <laughs> and yeah, some people act like yeah. the poor, it's their fault. Yeah. And if only they were more diligent. Uh, and yet I know that a lot of the people that come to Hope for Help, there are backstories, if you like, of mental mm. illness or of addiction behaviours and whatever, mm. or domestic violence, um, yeah. all yeah. kinds of things There's, like that. I always encourage 
um, the team to and, and new people as well, especially mm. to, to sit down and have a coffee with um, some of our guests mm. and hear their stories because the stories are so varied. Mm. And some of them you just you just wouldn't even imagine some of the stuff that these people have been through and not, at no fault of their own. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time it's not always the drug abuse. It's not always mental health. It's Sometimes it's just circumstances that were beyond their control. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it really is so sad, some of the stuff that people have been through. Um, but what a privilege it is to be able to to be there mm. and to listen and just to be, yeah, just to be there for them. Yeah, wow. What an amazing, it's just, I think, one of the, one of the absolute great joys. Um, you mentioned before about being a hand out, mm. sorry, a hand up, not mm -hmm. a hand out. How does that play out? How would, how does that work in Hope? How do you see that? Yeah, so, um, so what we do isn't about handing out and mm. I hope that it never is just about that. Mm. It's always about giving the hand up and, mm. and, that, and to be able to do that, it, it, you requ it requires us to have, um, to develop relationship and rapport with people, wow. to build that trust, to be able to speak into their lives and to mm. encourage them. And that's where the hand up, <laughs> yeah, comes into it. Right, yeah. <laughs> how, how much a part does your faith play into all this? It's huge. I couldn't do it without my faith. Right. Yeah. One of the, like, hope is not a preaching platform. No. We don't go, by the way, we'll help you if you believe what we believe. We help people of all backgrounds and all religions and no religion. Yeah. And completely. But I often think many of them will understand that it's because someone believes in Jesus yeah. that they're receiving what they're receiving. Yeah, I think ultimately um, the reason that I couldn't do it without faith is because without faith I wouldn't have the hope that I have wow. for people and for life in general. Like the faith, faith is the foundation of the mm. way I view the world. Mm. And um, if I didn't have Christ, um, my view of the world would be you very really, different. <laughs> you really do believe, though, that there's hope for every one of these people, don't you? Definitely. I believe that God <laughs> created us all with potential, yeah, right. that we have God-given potential. And each of these people that we see, our guests, they have potential within them as well yeah. that is God-given. I love the fact that in hope we call them guests, <laughs> yeah. not clients. I love yeah, that. Yeah. I really do. I get caught out sometimes. Huh? <laughs> I get caught out sometimes on yeah, that but one. <laughs> I love the fact that you know, we did a, a makeover of the hope area I think a couple of years ago, and we've still got some plans for some more, where we said we don't want this to look like we're an agency. We want this to look like we've invited you into our home. Hmm. Uh, so whether you walk in the front door of Metro or whether you walk in the back door of Metro, you, the welcome's the same. Yeah. And we want the environment. So you've got lounges down there and it's become a real... I, I saw some of the stats the other day that you sent to me in the report. Hmm of uh, just uh, like 4,000 people, I think, last year had lunch mm. with us at some point or other. And I go, there's staggering amounts of, of care for people built around some of the ordinary things like a meal. So not everything you do is complicated or difficult. No. Some of it is pretty easy stuff. It's right? very simple. It's, it's not, but it's not just the lunch, it's lunch given with love and with yeah, a smile. Right. Yeah, right. And can yeah. I ask you another question? Because we partner with a few organisations as well that have helped us over the years. Have you had much feedback from them about, uh, you know, the atmosphere and hope? Yeah, definitely. Um, our, yeah, we have 
We had one organisation um, that was meant to partner with us just for a year. Wow. So normally they would choose a different organisation to support each year. And after partnering with us for one year, they continued with us for four years because wow. they loved us so much. And mm. their team that would come down, so that it was a, a corporate group that would mm. send their um, some of their volunteers down to um, to help us on a Tuesday or Friday. Um, they just loved it. They loved the experience. Wow. They loved the just the opportunity to engage with our people. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think um, that's a testament to the community sort of thing that yeah. we've created. I think it's really noticeable the atmosphere there, and uh, it's kind of hard to describe unless you actually go and visit. Yes, and I'm pretty it sure. Really is. I'm, I'm pretty sure people would be welcome to do that. Like I know, Definitely. was it last week? Uh, one of our church members here, who's a chef, hmm. brought along his boss actually, <laughs> and the entire family with school yeah. holidays. Yeah. So he comes along with um, his wife and their two or three children, three. I think, I think they're more than three children. Was it? <laughs> and they came along to serve, and you go, yeah. that's the kind of environment where they've only come the once, but yeah. they wanted to come and. Ex- and I guess have their children see what it's like on the other side mm. for people. And uh, I just, I, there's so much about hope that I love and that I love what we do. L- let me ask you one more question though. Tell me some of the dreams that you have. What do you think we could do yep. with hope? Okay. Um, can I just say as well, like I think the dreams that God put on my heart in the beginning um, when I first started, I think a lot of them are, are being fulfilled. Wow. They've been fulfilled already over time. Wow. And that's a lot to do with creating like, you know, creating that welcoming environment wow. that we that we have. Yeah. Um, but I guess in, long, in the long run, um, some of the things that I would love to see at Hope is for us to um, just be able to, to, to create something that would be able to help people to move forward in their right. lives. So um, to, to be able to like, yeah, to, to partner mm. with people so they can move out of the situation that they're in and to, to gain the skills to be able to move forward. Yeah, um, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. I know you're doing some of that in the skills area as well with things like mental health, with budgeting, mm. financial advice. There's been a whole range of things. You've done cooking yeah. classes yeah. and... So it's not just about going, here, take this home. It's actually about saying, let's help you. You've done some on nutrition and a whole range of things like that. that yeah. One of, the, one of the fun things you did was, remember, I think the Sandra Schofield was behind this, was the... The um, dogs. The, what, do you, what do you call those Are things? you talking about the puppies? Yeah. <laughs> that would tell everyone about that. That was The pet fun. therapy? Yeah. Okay, so there I remember was one the day. time going, well, I don't know, but it was... <laughs> I couldn't believe the difference it made to yeah. people. Yeah, so we had a day where we had a pet therapy day That's cool. and a couple of dogs came into Hope and um, and it just brought joy to people because yeah. um, some of the people had, hadn't ever had, you know, they're on the street, they don't have animals that they can yeah, love right, upon right. Um, or that can love them. Um, so, yeah, it really did bring some joy yeah, to people. I, I yeah. remember and I thought because <laughs> you kind of think, well, that's a bit, over the top, isn't it? But it was actually watching the people respond to it. Yeah, yeah. Was was, I mean, I wasn't sure how it would go either, but oh, really? open, okay. open to trying all different <laughs> yeah, things. Good idea, well um, done. But yeah, all of those things that we've, we've um, brought in, that we've, we've been doing, I think it's all leading towards, yeah. um, like, I guess a program where um, people can gain skills to be able to move, move forward. Great. Yeah, That's in the awesome. future. We've talked about things like 
people volunteering, but not everyone can do that. Hmm. Not everyone's got the, either the time space, nor maybe they've got jobs that take them away or whatever. How, but I've I found so many people want to be a part of the answer. They hmm. want to help, but they just don't really know what they could do. Tell us some of the ways that people can help in hope. Yeah, there are lots of little ways that people can get involved and that, whether that's um, uh, just sort of contributing to our practical needs, right. um, our donations that we, mm. we are always um, relying upon um, to be able to provide for people. Um, so we have uh, people within our church who regularly um, uh, bring, bring in things uh, for the pantry on a regular basis. It's part of their shopping. Wow. Um, we have another lady who uh, loves to um, to approach various places. <laughs> I've heard for about us. this one, yeah. And um, just amazing. She like, went to a local supermarket, didn't she, and said, I'm from here and yes. I, what can you give us? And she turned up with it was quite a lot yeah. of stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just because she had, asked. We even have um, actually. We even have guests who like who do that for us. Oh, really? Who go in? Who they'll give me like a list of all these places they've called, and and, and they said this place can give you this, and this place can give you that, and it's just it's lovely. Like, but people can really like can really contribute in in little ways. Yeah. Um, I think the other day, um, someone's neighbour from the church um, dropped off a whole bunch of toiletries, um, toiletry oh. packs that they made up for people. Wow. So packs that had you know shampoo, conditioner, soap. Wow. Um, razors, all the things that someone would need, and we just hand that, hand that to um, people wow. in that need it. Um, but yeah, there's all kinds of ideas. Um, there was someone who was knitting beanies and scarves for people wow. in the winter time, um, collecting blankets, like all of those kinds of things are always helpful for us. Yeah. Um, not just the volunteer time, but even um, if people do have time, even just a one-off day um, mm. is is beneficial for us. Mm-hmm. Like in the morning, um, in the morning, some days we're we're short of people, and I'll always pray, you know, that God would lead people to us um, oh. to help. And even today, that happened. Like this morning, when we got there, there were not that many people um, to help, and um, two people just showed up wow. unexpectedly. If someone <laughs> wants to volunteer like that, either regularly or occasionally, how do they contact you? Um, yep, yeah, you can uh, either call the church and. They can put you through or um, they can email hope at metrochurch.org.au. So that's just H-O-P-E at metrochurch.org.au. And that'll get to you and you'll be able to... And I'll get in contact. Yeah, great. There's also things like the the Christmas toys as well that we do every year. And that's a big thing, isn't it? That's another one. There really is so much that we do. And it is really hard to um, explain the breadth of what we do without people coming in to see. How big was the Christmas lunch last year? Uh, we always cater for about 80, 80 wow. people. Yeah. And they're mostly seniors, uh, older people. Uh, it is mostly seniors, but just we've opened it to people within our um, Hope community. I remember seeing the meal and thinking, hmm. wow, this is not, there's no Vegemite sandwich here. No. This is like proper <laughs> it's a full, Christmas proper meal. dinner. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, Amanda, I think it's just an amazing and a wonderful thing and thank you for your leadership of it. I can only imagine how much outside of whatever the hours are that you're, you know, is there, you're doing so much more than that. And you've got a young family as well. So well done, thank you for serving God in this and thank you for serving these people. You know, Jesus said, in as much as you've done it under one of these, mm-hmm. well, you're doing it under a lot more than one. There's 10,000 almost in a year. Uh, that are receiving that kind of help. And I just think it's one of the most important things that this church does. So mm. 
God bless you for that. Well, thank you for the privilege. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I think it's awesome. Tell us a bit more about becoming a Christian because you weren't raised in a Christian family, really, were you? That no. wasn't your upbringing. Mm. So when you first heard about Jesus, did you immediately go, that's me, this is going to be awesome? Or did you go, well, I don't know. How did when that I, work? I was quite anti-God really? um, before I knew, before he got me. Wow. <laughs> so... No, definitely wasn't like that. Wow. Yeah. So what, again, I love asking people this question, what difference when that moment, because again, some people I think tend to think like you've got to get educated into everything. It takes you years to become a Christian. But the reality is you can just say yes to Jesus and you, he comes into your life. Yeah. And that's it. Your journey starts from there. Mm. It's, you're not on probation. He's not waiting to see if you mean it or not. He just starts with you on the basis of a simple yes. Isn't that right? That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And listen, before we go, I'm going to ask uh, Amanda to pray for us in a moment and certainly to pray for, I guess, every single one of us, you know, whether it's serving in hope or whether it's just seeing <clears throat> a neighbour that's got a need, you go in and, mm. and help them, whatever it is, I know this, that every act of kindness done in Jesus' name and for his sake has got immense power. And so... Uh, I know that he notices that. But can before I get Amanda to, to pray, what I'd really love to do is to talk to those of you who might be listening to this and you used to be or you are like Amanda used to be. Maybe you go, I don't know God. Maybe you've written him off. Maybe you thought, well, that's not for me. That wouldn't work for me. And yet if you would say yes to Jesus and invite him into your life, he would come into your life. He said he will. As a matter of fact, he said he's waiting. He's standing outside the door of your life. And if you will say yes to him, he said, I will come into you. Up on the screen, coming for you right now, there's three ways that you can give your yes to Christ. Firstly is you could text it through to 0488 826392. If you're in Australia, if you're outside of Australia, then you can send it to yes.metrochurch.org.au. Of course, if you're with us on the metrochurch.online platform, then the yes button is there for you to say yes. But it really begins not with a YES on the text or a YES to the email address or a clicking of that yes button. And then we start uh, helping you by giving you a Bible verse and a prayer every day for 30 days just to help you get started. It really starts inside of you. Nobody can do it for you. Your mum or your dad, uh, your children, they can't do it for you. This is something you get to do entirely for yourself. And uh, so I'd love to pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for the people that are a part of this service. And Lord, some of them will feel a bit like I'm on the outside looking in. I wish I had that faith. I wish I had that simple trust. I wish I knew Jesus. I wish I had that life-changing experience. And Holy Spirit, I ask that right now you will let them know that it is possible. This is something you have for them. I pray, God, that they'll give you their yes today that that simple act of saying, Jesus, I want you in my life. I want to walk with you. I want to get to know you. And I'm going to start following you. I'm giving you my yes. Lord, I pray that you will do profound and wonderful things to each person that gives you their yes in Jesus' name. Amanda, it's been just, uh, I could talk about hope for hours, I'm sure. <laughs> but can I ask you if you would as we close, yeah. Uh, would you just pray for every single one of us? Because again, 
I reckon lots of us want to do something. Mm. Maybe we can get so occupied with what's going on in our own life or the pressures or the stresses of what's happening in our world and we forget, you know, there's something I can do right now, right here. So how about if you would pray yeah, sure. for all of us? That'd be great. God, I just um, thank you for the amazing privilege that it is to serve you and serve your people that you love so much. Um, God, I pray for every person watching, Lord. I pray that you would um, give us just hearts of mercy, Lord, hearts of compassion for your people, God. Mm. I pray that you would, um, if, if people are supposed to be part of our hope ministry, Lord God, I pray that you would put in their hearts, God, that you would put in their hearts to come and see and see what we do, God, and just to, um, just to, just to consider being a part of, um, of that. God, but even in their personal, in their own lives, Lord God, I pray that you would show them how they can reach out to others, God, and just be, be a hope to them, God, because um, that's what you have given us, Lord. Um, help us to minister that to the people around us, Lord God. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen, Amen. Hey, Amanda, thank you so much. And thank you to all the team at Hope, by the way, as well. God bless you. Hey, uh, you know, you're always welcome here at Metro Church, either in the building with us and corner of Beaufort and Aberdeen Streets here in Perth every Sunday morning, 9.30. It's an amazing time. At any one of the other events that Metro Church hosts, of course, keep joining us online. God bless you. And we hope we see you sometime soon.